welcome once again to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sigima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. And it's my greatest pleasure and honor to be with you. I just want to say I love you so much. You are such a blessing. Why don't you tell yourself that a few times today? Say, self, I'm a blessing. Because Yahweh made me that way, for I am in the image of my God. I am in the image of my God. I'm also in the image of my King, Yeshua the Christ, the glorious one. You know, the Bible says it yet does not appear what we shall be, but when we see him, we shall be like him. And in the old age revelation, we only thought that that meant a rapture would happen or our second coming of Christ would happen and we would be caught in the air, would see Jesus and we become like him. And I'm not saying that that won't happen when you see Jesus. Actually, when you, you know, transcend out of here, you're going to become even greater like him than you are here. But I don't want to limit your expectation to death to have to be the way to become like Christ in a greater form. The death and burial and the resurrection and the ascension of Yeshua the Christ, having that encounter and then engaging that encounter every day will give you the open doorway. Yeshua says, I'm the open door will give you the open doorway to see him, spiritually speaking, face to face, becoming like him face to face, knowing him face to face, being revealed before him by Holy Spirit. And I love this Holy Spirit revealing Yeshua to you. And I love this even more. Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, presenting you to the Father. Sometimes when I pray, I'll be like, come on, Father. Come, Yeshua. Come, Holy Ghost. Now seal me, Holy Ghost. Now, Yeshua, present me as I offer myself to you, Yeshua. Jesus, as I come before you and offer myself to you in all that I am, you complete me in yourself. Now, offer me to the Father. Present me to the Father. What an incredible experience as you engage that by Holy Spirit, which I encourage you, try it on your own when you're in your prayer closet or you're driving down the road praying or taking your shower or whenever you do your praying. Have the Holy Spirit and Yeshua and Yahweh join together with you and be presented and receive his love. You're talking about exciting Let's go to the word today. I love the word. I'm going to be reading Psalms 24 out of the Passion Translation. It's one of the translations I like, though I use many. Some people question that, and I understand that. You know, I've learned there's nothing wrong with questioning doctrine or theology or why we do what we do, as long as our heart is willing to receive the answer. Because sometimes when we question things, we have a judgment behind it. And, oh, no, I don't do this. Or, oh, no, I remember growing up, I had some friends that only read the King James Bible. They thought that there was the only Bible. And then they went and did a study and learned out some things about King James. And then 
learned that the only thing that protects the King James Bible is the only thing that will protect any Bible, the Holy Spirit. Now, either the Holy Spirit's on it or not. The Holy Spirit's in you, leading you in the revelation you're reading or not. Because King James was still just merely a man aligning and rewriting the word that we may have it in the format that we can understand. But there's so much more than that. And that comes by Holy Spirit. Just as well when I read the Passion Translation or the New American Standard Translation or whatever translations that I read, the Hebrew Translation, I always want Holy Spirit to give me the direction. You don't want to get religious or dogmatic about something because you may close the door on something that God could try to be speaking to you about. Well, brother, well, what if they twist something? You, you also have the Holy Spirit to show you that as well. And like my mama used to say, eat the fish and spit out the bones. Or what she also used to do, and she'd give me some bread. We'd always have, we'd do a French, a French fry, a fish fry when we were younger. And my mom and dad, they would have bread at the table. And not just to eat the bread. Of course, you like to eat the bread. And I don't know why, but if you felt like you got a bone stuck in you or something, you just ate a piece of bread and it seemed to wrap around the bone and, and brought it into your body. Well, guess what? Eat of the bread of life, Yeshua, which is the real word. In the beginning was the word. The words were with God and the word was God. He is also called the bread of life. So allow the bread of life just to wrap you and wrap the Bible you're reading so you can have discernment by Holy Spirit. And what better discernment can you get than Jesus, Yeshua, the bread of life? So let's look at this in Psalms 24. I love this. It says, God claims the world as his. Now, when I see that, I automatically see we change things. I, when it says God, I say Yahweh. Why? Because Yahweh is my God. So I, I'm like, Yahweh claims the world as his. I love this. Everything and everyone belongs to him. Do you understand that's not a human possession? When Yeshua says everything and everyone belongs to him, he's not saying like I bought all the cars on the lot. No, 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 no. He's saying everyone and everything is joined to me and has an inheritance in me. Woo. Come on. I love this. He's the one who pushes back the oceans and let the dry ground appear. All things are subject to his authority, his will, and his plan. Planting firm the foundation of the earth. That's what Yahweh did, Yeshua. They planted the foundation of the earth. Now, I'm not thinking that God's talking about the physical dirt, though I'm sure he loves the dirt of the earth because he created it. But when he talks about the firm foundation of the earth is the construct and the structure of Yahweh's word that was spoken to cause this world to do exactly what it does. And it is in a solid foundation. And then so let's look a little further at this as we go deeper into the word here. It says here that He's the only one pushes back oceans and let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations of the earth. 
I love this next part. Come on. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord? Oh, doesn't that just excite you? Think about this. This was thousands of years ago. And the writer is decreeing who then ascends into the presence of Yahweh and who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place. Wow. Now, does it say here that you mean when you're dead, you get to do these things? So I understand you do those things once you, you what we call death, leaving of the flesh, leaving of this body. But it's not saying that. It's challenging you in a loving way saying, who then ascends into the presence of the Lord and who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those that are born again, born from above, that receive Yeshua the Christ, Jesus as Lord and Savior. Let me tell you why it says, those who are clean, who works and ways are pure whose hearts are true and sealed by truth. Those who never deceive, whose words are sure. Now, when I read that in the natural realm, I will say, oh my God, who can live up to that? Surely sometime in my life, my words were impure, or my thoughts were impure, or my actions was impure. And he says, look how it starts. Those who are clean. Who and what is the only thing able to clean you? The precious blood of Yeshua. See, we've been programmed in the church to take on full responsibility of our salvation as if we could be holy in ourselves instead of abiding in the righteousness and holiness and sanctification that he gave us. So let's look at this. Who has the privilege of entering God's holy place? Those who have stepped into the blood covenant of Yeshua the Christ. I love this next part. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. Come on. Come on. Did I just not say that? They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness. The righteousness, the blessing to go before Yahweh comes by Savior God. Now, who is Savior God? Yeshua the Christ. They will stand before Yahweh. For they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. And then the word says to pause, ponder it. I and you, abiding sons and daughters of the Most High God through Christ Jesus, they will stand before God, for we seek the pleasure of God's face. So I love this next part. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory. Oh, come on. For he is about to come through you. Woo! You awaken your gates, you glorious ancient doors. For the King of glory is about to come through you, through the blood covenant of Yeshua, sealed by the promise of the Holy Ghost. The Lord, armed and ready for battle, the mighty one, the invincible one in every way. So wake up, you living gateways. Take notice of your ability to ascend before the Father through Christ Yeshua. Wake up, you living gates. And because of that, rejoice. Fling wide your ageless doors of destiny 
meaning the doors of destiny that does not age, that is your spirit being. Here he comes, the king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is the king of glory? He is the Lord victorious, armed and ready for battle, the mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. Yes, he is king of glory. And now we know him as Yeshua. Awaken, sons and daughters of God, and ascend into the heavens in Christ Jesus. Amen. I love you. You are so beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.